When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan on a victory Monday as the Cowboys beat the brakes off the Eagles 33 to 13. I wanted to focus in on one specific aspect of this game because you've been calling for this for a long time. And I know there's a lot to break down from this game, but Cowboys kicked the Eagles ass for sure. More importantly, though, they also out physical them. Or I guess we say more importantly, do folks out there think it's more important because the Cowboys have been winning games, but did you feel like this was a game that you needed to see them in a high-level opponent where they out-physicaled them? Uh, yeah, man, I've been I've been waiting for the – because Philadelphia has been a very good team all season long. The Cowboys have been a very good team, and they have done it with what I thought was a lot of finesse – Pick off okay. for six for six points. Uh, you know, swatting plays down. That's nice and everything. But man, last night you saw hard hitting. And I, Bobby talked about that this morning. Whenever Jalen Hurts was running intentionally as a running back, the Cowboys hit him hard. They didn't just try to take him down. They gang tackled. They swarmed last night. And there were lots of moments where even watching Stephon Gilmore, he was physical with AJ Brown right there. So those things right there were the things that I've been looking for. And even on the offensive line, I'm still kind of looking for those moments of being being the big boy, saying we're just going to do what we want to. I liked seeing that De- that Zach Martin was the the butt that Dak Prescott decided to get behind. Uh huh. And I liked seeing. I think I was looking, Kevin. It was ten three, and there's Jake Ferguson with his being physical again. And I'm not saying that like he's the hero of the world, but you need somebody that's willing to put their shoulder in. Last night, I don't know exactly if there's going to be. I don't know what that's going to be, Kevin. It looked like a Ferguson dropped his helmet, and then it was a helmet to helmet collision. Yeah, but I don't quite know. Everybody just kind of walked right by it, like it didn't even happen. It's it's tough to get an offensive helmet to helmet call. Not but, impossible. But he he lowered his shoulder and it was like, I'm not going to be taken down easy tonight. And so that's where the, that was a big loss for the Eagles. But yeah, man, they went out there and they put it on them physically last night. So much so. The Philly didn't score an offensive touchdown, and that's pretty impressive. Man, that's a great point. And Brandon Aubrey single-handedly outscored the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah he could have won that game by himself if he, if we really needed to so, yesterday. That's pretty impressive as well. From the eight zero six, fair question. Do you feel like it's more important to out-physical a team or out-swag a team? Both. Going into the game, out-swag them. In the actual game, definitely out-physical <laughs> them. For sure, for sure, for sure. And remember, Mike is off today. He will be back tomorrow. Okay. Well, good for him, man. Good for him. I, I There's still some things that I'm lacking on the Cowboys. Uh, there's, I still want uh, 
Terrence Steele to clean some things up. For sure. There are Not like whiff on a protector. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh and you said it earlier, Dak, that was his fault on the fumble. That fumble's on Dak. He knows. Sure. After yeah. after the game, he said, Look, man, I, I wanted another half second to set my feet because yep. that was a touchdown pass. And whenever we go back and watch the all twenty two, we're probably gonna see a wide receiver wide open downfield and Dak couldn't get it to him because sure. he got he got he got in trouble there trying to hold on to the ball too long. But that's thought, not a knock against how he played. Not at all. Just that one particular play, whenever Dak says, I expect more of myself, I expect more of this team, like when he just says himself, that was the play I thought. Of. The 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 play of Dak Prescott, Kevin, is the thing I know he even had some physical moments last night where where he did against what I've been saying he's been doing so well and was like, I'm taking these four and I'm gonna try and run through them tonight. But the way he's playing, I'm glad that the NBC broadcast did a good job of showing everybody last night the the two-step drop that he's up to right now and how important that's been. And, Kevin, you've been talking about sometimes he holds the ball too long, but sure. for the most part, yep. Dak has been delivering the ball for very sure. quickly. And that two-step drop, I want to go back to that for just one second because that is something you at least partially, and you can correct me if I'm off here, give credit to McCarthy for helping with. Yes. I, I absolutely do because that go back and watch Aaron Rodgers play. Go back and watch how comfortable Aaron Rodgers would look on passes and you'd be like, how the hell is he doing this? How does Aaron Rodgers just constantly look like he's so comfortable? It's because he's not panicking and moving his feet around. Footwork's the most important part and he knows where he's supposed to go. He has two spots. Jerry Jones told uh, Sean and RJ last week, we're, instead of going whole field, we are kind of focusing on one side or the other, and they get to pick which side they want to focus on and attack it, and it's working right now. And so maybe at some point there's going to be a team that figures out what they're doing and they try and fix it. But, man, that's a long history of quarterbacks that have played for McCarthy that have done a good job of understanding the patience they can have with, with that footwork and what they need to deliver there. Now, we will talk with Stephen Jones at noon, but I know after the game – Jerry Jones was talking about how, you know, how much this win means for Dak and wins for the organization. I actually want to go to cut 14 because this is tied into something that we can update you on. I, first of all, I just, uh, 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 as far as what it represents, which is his, uh, would be his, uh, importance to the team uh, he doesn't have to win that award for me to know how important he is to our aspirations this year where we are and where we got a chance to go so um, uh, he's he's got that kind of, of uh, appreciation from I think everybody in this organization it's Dak evolving and uh, working with Mike and Schottenheimer and what we're trying to do offensively and how he's making those adjustments that represents. Is, so he's talking about Dak winning the MVP and getting his due after this win. I, I agree with a lot of that, and I would love for that to be the way it works, but I don't think for some people, for a lot of people, they're hyped. They're like, hell yeah, Dak Prescott this morning is the favorite for MVP. The Cowboys are 10-3. and three. They're this, they're that, they're the other. But I do know that there's a contingent of people who are like, that's great. Get back with me after the divisional round. Yeah. So no. there's some people you're not going to change. Yeah, no, and, and uh, 
the the MVP is a regular season award, ah. as you yelled yep. at me, and you were like it so is. happy that Bochi didn't win uh, Manager of the Year. No, I was just telling you why he wasn't going to win. And you kept saying, because it's a regular season award. It is. And I think, like, you can look at Dak Prescott's regular season. I mean, we still have three more games. We got to, like, really, actually, what, four more games? You can we can discount gotta, the commanders. Uh, got to buckle down on. But you got three specifically important games that are coming up where Dak can continue to stake his claim to this. For sure. And winning MVP would be a nice feather in the cap for him. But I don't think that that's what Dak Prescott ultimately is like, I'm after that the most. Yeah. It Because he knows even if he holds that trophy up, everybody will still have the one thing to say about him. And they that's uh, he's got to cover up all those warts, man. All of them get covered up. He can say, now what? Now what do you have against me? So, yes, postseason stuff. Well, regular season, really awesome. And he's playing exceptional right now. And, Kevin, I, can I add this? I know sure. I texted this to you last night. Right before halftime was the moment that he needed. Right yeah. before halftime, he had a moment where you had a minute, what, a minute 48, 48. seconds left on the clock. And this is, there are so many times we talk about Patrick Mahomes or whoever. You can name name one of the great quarterbacks. And it's always, you don't leave any time for that guy on the clock. And Dak Prescott, just him and Mike McCarthy. I'm going to give Mike McCarthy credit on this because they called some fantastic plays along the way. How dare you? They, well, because it's real. He was the play caller. Give him the credit. How dare you? They call a number of good plays that put them in position to score a touchdown before halftime. And now that is the like that is the right moment. I really thought that the Brandon Cooks play, I wasn't gonna call that. I was saying bleed the clock even more. Work it all the way down to one and then leave nothing. They went right at uh, right at it with Cooks, put him on the goal line, Gallup gets the touchdown, and now you can say that's a moment on a big stage against a big team where they took the clock away and didn't give the opponent any chance. And what does Philly try to do afterwards, Kevin? Man, they they try. Look, Philly was ready to give up because there's like 20 seconds. Hey, we're losing by 18 points. They hand the ball off. They throw it. That pass made the Eagles so mad. They said, F it. Just run the ball. We suck. We're, we're done with Just this. Just give half. it up. And that's what they did. They're like, hey, don't call another timeout. That, that was the first. By the way, that was the first timeout that Philly had called after the DeAndre Swift run for six yards. <laughs> and then they tried the pass. It didn't work because the official was like, hey, I'm going to stare at the trail foot, not the actual first foot, to see if it goes in bounds or not. And after that review, they're like, F it. Just run the ball. I'm not calling timeout. If you break off a 70-yard run, awesome. We'll score a touchdown. Otherwise, I'm out. This was my notes. It said, this can be a Dak can, uh, Dak can become don't leave any time on the clock for him moment for him. 45 seconds left, bleed the clock, put a dagger touchdown and with no timeouts le- or no time left, and you are now becoming. So this is, I'm looking at Dak in a whole new way right now with McCarthy and the way that he's playing because he's fi- he's finally seeing it in this offense the way that it should be. I'm seeing a different quarterback right now, and I like it a lot, man. It's a lot of fun. Now, should I should they have scored a touchdown on every possession last night? Absolutely. That's I, mean, I know there's part of me that's like, hey, don't have a moment where you miss five throws in a row. But they, man, they're very impressive. Look, offense. and Ceedee Lamb immediately you saw him touch his chest after he dropped 
what would have been a touchdown pass, and then NBC had to pretend like it was some amazing pass. Was, why did they have to pretend? I get it. I that, was confused. I get it. That dude ran over there near CD Lamb, and that's great. <laughs> but CD Lamb still should have caught that pass and scored a hey, touchdown. Look, he knows AJ that. AJ Brown had a drop just like that, and oh, yeah. so did Devontae Smith. He had one in the end zone. Very similar to oh, that. Oh, and they were far more costly for. Remember what I was complaining to you about is it should have been 31 to 6, and the game should have been over. And I realize it went for a while, but just CeeDee Lamb has been incredible this year. That was just a thing that I thought, hey, let's blow this game out even more. But for the MVP, uh-huh. here's where we stand as of right now. Now, I've taken a composite of all the different services because you can get betting odds. Uh, it's like you take leaves and stuff and put them in a pile and they break down. No, that's a compost heap. Okay. Thank you very much. Is Didn't think I was going to get that, did you? Is... Dak Prescott is about a plus 160 to a plus 175. I'm not a voter. I don't get to say who wins MVP. I'm telling you, this morning, December 11th, 2023, Dak Prescott is the favorite for MVP. Brock Purdy is second at about plus 200, plus 225. All right? And then there's a big drop-off until you get to Lamar Jackson at about six or seven to one. And so... Right now, we talked about Jalen Hurts. Look, what's going to hurt Jalen Hurts is he's not playing better than last year. That's the biggest thing that Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson have an advantage over. Lamar Jackson, not as many injuries, able to put out more stuff. Dak Prescott, playing better. Brock Purdy, getting to play the entire season. They all three have a built-in advantage for their MVP case, whereas Jalen Hurts, the team's really good. He's played well, but at the same time, he has a career high in interceptions and fumbles lost. You can just look back at last year and be like, I don't think you're the MVP. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. Kevin, can I add something else to this conversation real quick? The face mask pass interference, that was on the same drive that Dak had to deal with. And I was very afraid that a lot of people would be like, yeah, but did you see that that penalty call? That's what got you up the field. I do want to point out that Brandon Cooks also caught that pass for a first down. So that still that would have continued that drive. So everything would have been fine there, but that penalty in, uh, specifically is the wildest penalty I've ever seen. Does it hurt your feelings? That was Ringo on that penalty, right? I'm Johnny Ringo, sure. not Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo. How many people know who that is outside of Tombstone? Is you gave up the completion and got double penalties? So they were like, "Hey, look, you pass interfered, you face mask, and he still caught the ball." Like, that's got to hurt your confidence level when you get called for double penalties, <laughs> double penalties that are enforceable, yeah, yeah, and you still gave up the pass. Yeah, and then you go to that. You don't want to go to that sideline. You want to go to the other team's sideline and just be like, look, man, I'm on your side tonight. I'm, I don't want to go to mine. They're going to be mad at me. Yeah, yeah, no, for, for sure. <laughs> and, and Brandon Cooks has to feel pretty confident at that point. He's like, you can't even touch me anymore, dude. Yeah, and if I'm the <laughs> defender, I'm like, hey, you want to rotate or something because this isn't really working for me. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we're going to talk about basketball. What? No, I'm we're just not. kidding. No, we're we're going to talk more about the Cowboys, obviously. All about Aubrey, and this is a serious question. How will critics try to discount the Cowboys' 2023 regular season resume now? 877-881-1053. Back to Cowboys-Eagles next right here in the fan.
When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nearing the end of the first quarter from 60 on the left hash. Long kick, plenty of lag. What a great call by Mike McCarthy. Just as everyone said he should do, he sends in Aubrey for a 60-yard field goal, and Dallas leads 10-0. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan where the Dallas Cowboys are, in fact, victorious is multi-tiered question right here is I do like that word. I hear you critics. Um what will critics say, I hear you, about the Dallas Cowboys 2023 regular season resume now? And then we just need to take a chunk of time to talk about how great Brandon Aubrey is. Okay, wait, you where do you want to start then with the first question? Then? Yeah. Okay. Um it's still the regular season. And that's why I specifically phrase it like that. Because I get it. The argument is, well, you know they're going to lose in the playoffs. I don't have a counter for you right now because history says you're damn sure right about that. Yeah. I. What was the criticism of this season? That they, they lost Arizona? Good. Okay. Oh, well, sure. But also they hadn't beaten anybody good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, here, let me play voice of critic then. <laughs> okay. Kevin is. I need you to change your voice. Uh, uh, oh. Uh, I'm a critic, and hey. Uh, ah, you sh- sound like Sean Sharif. Uh, oh, I don't no. know if that was intentional or not. He's a critic, too. Um, well, I mean, the Eagles are down, and you, you know, you just got the best of them at home. You go do it on the road, but you couldn't. Uh, and that's that's how, and when you say critics, I think you're kind of specifically speaking of the Fox uh, sports shows. No. That are really bad at this. I mean, or anybody out there that's listening to te- or that's texting that wants to take shots here. There's a whole bunch of yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that fit that. And I think that you can still find you know holes in this in the Cowboys' uh, schedule and say you didn't do what you were supposed to do. But Fair. since then, they have. Now there's still more left. And oh yeah. This is this is why it's so great that the Cowboys have this opportunity, this stretch, this meat of the schedule. Kevin, if I do believe it's now before the season started, you kind of went through yep. and said, hey, what stretch is it? And this was your big chunk where you were like, yep. these four games are going to define the season. And you won the first one. Yeah. And 
I mean, I think you go back a little bit, and there's still even more defining happening. It was just against bad teams. But this this stand right here is a great opportunity for the Cowboys players to completely turn that around. Now, for the most part, though, it's important to carry that into the playoffs because then there still continues to be no argument back at you. If you win it all, they can't say crap, all right? And I almost said a different word. But if you win it all, they can't say anything to you. They have a lot of work to do before then. A lot of things can't happen. But at this point, you're going to look at the schedule. You're going to say you lost to a team you shouldn't have, and then you lost to two teams in battles that, one, you were completely waxed out of, and one that you were very close in, and you got an opportunity to have a rematch against that opponent, and you took them down. And you made it look very uncompetitive. But I think there will be a lot of critics out there that are still looking at Philly going, yeah, but they're not good right now. They're bad right now. So it's not cool. like the Cowboys really dismantled the Niners here. Cowboys are the second best team in the NFC. They might be the second best team in the NFL. I was going to ask home. you. I was going to ask you. At home, that. they might be the best, the 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 second best team in the NFL. But they are the second best team in the NFC. The Ravens pulled one off yesterday that I still can't deny. Man, did they ever? We'll get to that later. But yeah, that's that's the that's the simple truth of it. Is the Cowboys are probably playing their best football right now. They looked really, they looked massively beyond their years of what we saw early in the season from them against very bad opponents for about four weeks, five weeks. And then they said, okay, finally we get this opportunity against a, a, an opponent that everybody says we have to beat. And we did it. And we didn't even make it competitive. They, that wasn't a competitive game by any means last sure. night. Because the Cowboys defense shut them down. They said, you're not scoring. You want to kick field goals? That's fine. The only touchdown that was scored was because Dak fumbled the ball because he was trying to go downfield for a bigger play. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But that like the Cowboys went up against the opponent you said they had to beat and and didn't even have a competitive game because they took them down so easily. So uh, I, I I can't care what any of those critics out there want to say at this point. Now I I do agree with this from the eight one seven. Every team has lost to someone they shouldn't have this year. Uh, first of all, I definitely agree with that. But the other thing is. This is the one spot I can see people point to is you still think missing from the Cowboys regular season resume. And guess what? Great news for everybody. They're about to have to go through that. Here are the teams that the Cowboys have beaten on the road thus far. The Giants, the Chargers, and the Panthers. Fair to say, not quite a murderer's row of opponents. Right. All right. Next two weeks. At the Bills... Bills installed as an early two-point favorite. That's already dropped to one and a half. And they just took down uh, the legendary Kansas City Chiefs. They might have sent Patrick Mahomes spiraling for the next <laughs> for the rest of the year. I'm not entirely sure about that. And then at the Dolphins, who, remember, we've talked about this all year. The Dolphins are the same as the Cowboys, all right? They are undefeated at home. They have knocks for not beating quality opponents on their record. That's going to be a huge game. So the next two weeks, you go on the road against two good teams. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying these are the best teams in the NFL or anything like that because it's still San Francisco and everybody else. But two teams on the road that are very, very good. If the Cowboys were to win both of those two games, or hell, I think even if they split those games, you get rid of a lot of deficiencies that people have with this record. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Now, the 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 Dolphins are a blast to me because so it fun. might be 
skill on skill, and the Cowboys' defense is built on speed, and the Miami Dolphins' offense is built on speed. For sure. Like, whenever uh, they got they got uh, a receiver from – who was the receiver from Pittsburgh? They got him from the Bears. Uh, and they and Mike McCarthy were like, you want me to say it? Or Mike McDaniels was like, you want me to say it? He's fast. Yeah. And like, that's what he does. He's like, who, who are the fast guys? Like Can they play a little bit? Are they injury prone? I'll still take them. It's fine because they're fast. And that's going to be a speed on speed thing. And that's a great opportunity for the Cowboys to go out there and put another stamp on it, man. I like this from the 940 question. If the Cowboys go 0-4 the remaining games, do they make the playoffs? Here's the Kevin breaking news desk. Don't play the sounder, though, because this is just my opinion. The Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot. I repeat, the Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot. You could save me with your numbers and everything that say, well, technically not. I'm telling you, Kevin Hagland has promised that the Dallas Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot, even if they go 0-4. Have you seen that garbage the South is trotting out? Have you seen the rest of this playoff picture? You're in. You got 10 wins. You're fine. Let's see the playoff picture. Real you quick, look Kevin. up the playoff picture. The I'm Packers telling you. play tonight. They yeah. have a chance to be seven and six after they beat the yeah. Giants tonight. Good luck, everybody who has to watch that game. The Vikings just relost Justin Jefferson. They're at seven and six up in the north. Yep. Uh, the Falcons six and seven. Mm-hmm. Who's leading the the Bucks? It's are a three-way tie, baby. Six and seven. What a miserable. So the Cowboys have clinched. A playoff spot from the 940. I know it's not Forgiveness Friday, but I need forgiveness for picking Philadelphia to win 41 to 39. Forgiven as long as you're on the train. Today's a day of forgiveness for you, huh? I think so. You're forgiving people that picked against the Cowboys. If they're admitting the errors of their ways for picking against the Cowboys against the Eagles, yes, I do forgive got I got a little nervous last night. As I was watching the NBC broadcast and Jason Garrett picks the Cowboys. McCordy picks the Cowboys. The only person that didn't pick the Cowboys on the broad on the entire NBC staff was Maria. And I was like, oh, this is not, this is not gonna be good. Cause everybody felt so overconfident. And I was like, this I'm sitting here going, the coach was out for a few days. It's a perfect excuse. Coach is out for a couple days. Uh, it was the Eagles. You know, all these things were were weighing on my mind, Kevin. And then the Cowboys said, don't worry about it. Yeah. They, they, they took care of their business last night. Look, and everybody thought the Cowboys were going to win. They did win. They won emphatically. But these next two games are essentially pick em games. Like, I, I realize what the point spread says right now about Buffalo being a slight favorite. I, I, I think that line is going to continue to tighten up just a little bit. I think Buffalo will go off the board as a tiny, tiny favorite in that game, but essentially a pick game. That Dolphins game, I think that's essentially going to be a pick game. So the great news about what the Cowboys did in that win, and I, I want to emphasize this, they kept their regular season relevant. If you lose that game yesterday, your regular season is over. Mm-hmm. I realize you still have to pretend to care about the Bills, Dolphins, Lions, and Commanders, but you're the number five seed. I know it. They know it. Everybody else would know it, and you'd have to go through the motions for the next month. Now you're in a position where you can still win this division, where if San Francisco were to trip up somewhere, and look, did I think at the very beginning of the Seattle game maybe that was going to be the miracle that we needed? Sure, and then it turned around. But you could still potentially get the top seed as well. I do have a question about this because I started thinking about it last night. If they trip up in the next three games, 
have you just given up then on this? Because I still think they can do they can make a postseason run even if something happens in the next few because it's a lot of games to win in a row, man. Sure. That is a tough stretch. It depends on let's say you lose one game the rest of the way. It's not going to be easy, but I'll take my chances because then you'll be 13 and 4 and down the stretch you'll have wins over the Eagles, Lions, and Bills or Dolphins. And I'll be like, "Let's go." I realize you're probably staring down that San Francisco matchup, and that sucks, and you need to hope for an upset in the first round of the playoffs so you could draw the Eagles. There's a lot to that. I'm gonna, I'm not going to give up. I would just think you're probably not going to be able to take the division or even you still got a shot at the number one seed. But for now, you're still in the game, and there's a lot of people who deserve credit for it. But by God, we played the highlight. Brandon effing Aubrey. I, with all due respect to Stefan Gilmore and Dak Prescott, probably especially Dak, he gets enough attention. I kind of wish they just would have trotted out Brandon Aubrey. But then I realized they went away from Brandon Aubrey really quickly in the postgame on NBC because he gave a generic answer. Oh, no. I don't know if you watched this, but I really wanted them to stick with it. And they're like, Brandon, you're amazing. You're the man. How do you effing do it? I'm paraphrasing the question. It was pretty much that, though. And he was like, you know what? I just focus on every kick, and that's the most important thing. And they're like, all right, we're done with you. And they went back to Dak. <laughs> if he would have said something like, you know what? You're right. Right now, I am the effing man. Did you see that? Then they probably would have stuck with him more. He made a 60-yard field goal. Then he made a 59-yard field goal. And I remember thinking he was going to miss that because we got too arrogant depending on how good he was. Oh, he kicked a 60-yarder. This one's one yard closer. Surely he'll make it. And then he did. And I was like, well, in my face. And then I know you you don't get any points for this. He hit the crossbar on the kickoff twice. And I think the second time he hit it, it was just to see if he could. Because the first time he was like, oh, wow, that was nice. He has been amazing this year. Absolutely amazing. I know it's Dak for MVP, CD for offensive player, Micah for defensive player. Brandon Aubrey's been incredible this year. And I I do think that uh, Harrison Butker has matched him. Uh, I got to go back and look. But Harrison Butker, I think, has the same. He hasn't missed this year, and he's hit a whole bunch of them. Uh, So I got to go, like, confirm on that. But the he has had a phenomenal season and and it's been it's been so nice to feel comfortable he hasn't in that missed an extra point either he hasn't missed so he hasn't missed anything on either side huh well he missed stopping that mahomes meltdown. okay all right yeah but other than that <laughs> yeah so those two it's it's pretty special to have two kickers doing that in one season uh and i know nobody's really paying attention to that that much but it's uh it's it's really nice that you feel like he's a weapon more, just yes. as much just as much as you feel the comfort of him stepping out there. You know, last year there was that moment where Maher got the yips, but he was striking so well all season long. And then here we are with Brandon Aubrey, and I feel very comfortable. But, Kevin, I regret to tell you this. Oh, what? Actually, I, I feel like I might might not. <sighs> I have no idea what you're about to we say. We have to hear it now. I mean. <laughs> Well, we're celebrating today, and I don't want to bring you down. You about to tell me bad news? It's about Jonathan Hankins. I think Aubrey's going to miss in Buffalo. What the f- I think fudge. he's going to – you almost said it. I think he is. I think we're going to get the first one. There's going to be some the, – the weather's going to be nice. I just looked, Kevin, because somebody texted it in. Weather's actually going to be uh, pretty spot on in Buffalo. Okay. Uh, but I feel like Buffalo is going to – there's going to be that breeze that comes through and that crappy stadium they have up there. 
You're going to have that moment. Will we you be knew. winning 30 to 14 at the time? Because I can live with that. Uh, it's going to be 17 14. But that's oh a, you know my what? God. I still have a lot of work to do before we get to that point to check out this team. Just happy that Dak Prescott brought uh, Brandon Aubrey into the fold. By the way, quick breakdown. Harrison Butker, he's got nothing on Brandon Aubrey. I realize he hasn't missed a kick. That's nice. Good for you. Is He has 100 points. Brandon Aubrey has 129 points. Brandon Aubrey has made seven more field goals than Harrison Butker. Also, Harrison Butker, three for three from 50-plus yards. Oh, wow. That's neat. Good job, kid. Brandon Aubrey, eight for eight from 50-plus yards. Brandon Aubrey kicked as many 50-yard field goals last night as Harrison Butker has all year. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm not disputing your facts. Sounds like you are. I'm not, I'm just, Sounds like you are. I was just pointing out for he is also having a very good season. Last year, Brandon, Harrison Butker, by the way, uh, did he was 75% for, for field goals last year, Kevin. So that could happen to Aubrey at some point. Stop is, it. Stop it. I'm just I'm just joking. I he'll, agree. He'll never miss again. I agree with the people who are texting in inflammatory things about No, I was just joking. Corey Aubrey's Majors. never going to miss, man. Well, it'll be all right. I better go see a witch doctor or something. You didn't believe any of that last part that you just said. Maybe the very last part. <laughs> We're the can Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, all things Shohei. Probably more Cowboys, too, right here on The Fan. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. At the Philadelphia 13. Two tight ends on the left, back to throw, looking left, looking right, pumps, runs out to the left. Throws on the run, Lamb at the seven, and strolls in, walks all the dogs. Touchdown, Lamb, 13 yards, first touchdown of the game. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan where the Cowboys are victorious over the Philadelphia Eagles, 33-13, to and as of right now, they lead the division. Don't worry about what would happen if both teams went out. Just don't worry about that at the moment. Focus on the fact that right now you are in first place in the division. Now let's also talk some baseball. I tried to tell you that last week. You kept telling me I was wrong. I know, but I caught the fever, man. When you beat the You're crap in first place, out of dude. Philadelphia, you are. Don't worry about yeah. what's going to happen down the if road. If you have to play them again in the playoffs, you can beat them. If you play the Eagles again in the playoffs, I think we are going to win. I don't care what field it's on. Agreed. You, know, you could make it a neutral side, the moon, or a parking lot, as Jason Garrett used to say. Man, I really wish there had been more follow-up questions with him about playing football on the moon. Uh, <laughs> all right. Shohei Otani got all. I do. I, I want to hear what Jason Garrett's thoughts are on playing on the moon. I agree with you. Like, yeah. Hey, how are you going to handle the whole gravity thing? And also, do you have to wear a helmet underneath your space helmet? Of course you have to. You and a helmet. Protect your head. Helmet to helmet feels much more devastating. Yes. Because if you break that space helmet open, that person's going to die. Yeah, it's very, very See, different world. Lots of follow-up questions that are relevant for this. This is why Jason Garrett won't come back on with us. Is that uh, why? All right. Nope. So Shohei Otani, he got 10 years, $700 million. I was in the car on the way back from my in-laws when Rachel Ring texted us and said, holy $70 million, Batman. And I thought, Surely that's not in reference to Shohei, right? My first thought was that's what she bid on our dinner uh, for, with, for Jared this year. That's awesome. We're worth it. Yep. And I'm continuing to wait for more information about the deferments of the payments. Because on, on, on the face, I just fundamentally do not think 10 years, $700 million is worth it. However, if because of the deferred payments, they're able to continue to feel their competitive team, which supposedly is what Shohei suggested to begin with. And the Dodgers owners will be fine with the money. You know what? They're the Dodgers. Checks will keep coming on in regardless of if the team is for elite real. or not. And it looks like the team is set up to continue to be very, very good for a very long time. So that part of it probably won't bother them. I just thought with the way the luxury tax can compound on you that that could have been a mistake. But if the deferred payments help them out with that, Plus, that means they can invest more of that money right now and then pay at the end. I know people joke about Bobby Bonilla as the most genius contract in the history of sports, and I understand all of that, but the Mets owners no doubt loved it too because they're like, well, I'll just take this money that I always use to make more money and invest it while I'm not paying you. Money now is more valuable than money tomorrow. That's that, an old, yes. old adage. And especially with the way inflation works, I have no doubt. It doesn't make sense, but it, I mean, because it's still money, but it makes sense. But for Shohei, they're like, well, you don't get this money till later, but eventually you'll get $700 million. I can see how he's like, that sounds good. It felt like the Dodgers sat down at the table and said, we're going to give you an offer that will end your conversations with other places. I don't care how much you like San Francisco, Toronto, wherever else. It's 
over. Do you think the the Morosi tweet about him being on a plane to Toronto uh, was lit a fire for the Dodgers to say, let's just make the number so big that it won't matter? Or do you think that was in place earlier? Here's what I think. Here's my conspiracy theory. Long ago, Frank Provenzano, who, by the way, was just on an episode of Spits and Suds, if you want to go check out what? the podcast on the Odyssey Radio Network and the app. Frank Pro Sports. Is, he said, you always knew people in the media that you could float information out to to make sure it got around. This seems like something Shohei's agent should have done. He's like, hey, the Dodgers are screwing around. Will you drop this? And then Heyman might have been, or Morosi may or may not have been like, but is he really on that plane? They're like, sure. You can take a flight to Toronto for no reason just to confirm the legitimacy of this story. And then the, the Dodgers are like, no, no, no. So, like you said, the Dodgers print money. They do. So, like, they can still, they're going to have a really good team. Now, they, they don't have him right now as a pitcher. They do have him down the road as a pitcher. Sure. That's going to be a, a big factor uh, later on down the road. He's going to be at the plate. He'll be DHing. He'll be hitting. But the Rangers don't have to worry about that. So in the in the big de- scheme of things, I thought there was a point where the Rangers were going to go pursue him. Something has gotten in their way, and they weren't even – now they're not even going after some other people. But does this – I'm just glad it's done. I'm just glad he's done and he's moved on so everybody else can move on and start going with other things because it felt like everybody was on pause waiting for that to happen. So I'm just glad that it's all said and done with and he can play in L.A. and stay there. And and I see people asking the question, it doesn't bother me at all that the Rangers weren't involved in this just because that number is preposterous. I, I could have seen for the Rangers. I could have seen 10 for 500, and maybe they wanted to get involved in that conversation. But think about it. Don't you feel like people argue that the Rangers overpaid for both Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager at the time? I'm not saying right now. No, absolutely. Okay, they overpaid for both of them. You look at this next year, you get both of them plus nine more million dollars, and that's what gets you to show hey for next year. Yeah. And he can't pitch. Yeah. So, like, that, that just fundamentally made no sense for me with the Rangers, and plus, I'm sure Shohei liked the fact that you don't got to move too far down the road from where you already were, and you've got your setup that you're used to and everything like that. I have no issue whatsoever with the Rangers not being involved in the deal at this level. Yeah, and from the 805, as a Dodger fan, the Rangers proved you don't need Shohei Otani. If Otani gets hurt at any point and can't pitch, $700 million to a DH. Okay, and see, and that's the thing, because somebody brought up a great point. Guess talking about Otani wasn't actually a deal breaker. Back. They should have put out, it's a deal breaker unless you have, the most have $700 million. <laughs> and then, because remember, they were like, he's dead set on getting more than 500 I was like, oh, good luck. He wants 600 I was like, wow. That's and a big the Dodgers number. are like $700 million. So I think it was $600 million, And they're like, hey, that crap that Dave Roberts pulled wasn't cool. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Here's another hundred million dollars. Is that is that going to put them over the top? Is it, that the, does that do it in for terms the of competitiveness? Yeah. I they think that. I mean, they got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. They have two of the best you know hitters what? in the game, I'm and glad- now they have the third, another third best hitter. He's maybe the best hitter in the game. Think about how crazy this is. I can't believe this has actually happened before, and it's happened multiple times. Do you know that now the Dodgers will have? Three players who finished top three in MVP voting this wow. season. 
because Betts and Freeman were two and three, and then in the National League, and then obviously Otani won in the American League. That's actually happened four times before. Are you kidding me? So this is the fifth time a team will go into a season with three candidates that were top three in MVP. So if you're the Dodgers, there's no doubt the Dodgers, much like the Braves, look at the Diamondbacks run as a fluke, mm-hmm. right? And that you know the Braves are like, we should have won it. And the Dodgers are like, this is the piece we need to win it. And so I get it. And if the Dodgers win a couple of non-bubble World Series, then what the hell do they care? Like I said, they print money. They'll be fine. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right about that for sure. It is... I'm happy that he's not in the division. Agreed. I do. I am going to miss though Otani night. You sure. saw that stadium when when Otani came here to pitch. I was there, man. It was insane. It's going to be that way this year anyway. Like this year, Rangers fans are showing up. That's just how it's going to be. But Otani night was a blast. You got a chance to watch a very special player uh, playing the game, and now he's in another division. And you don't play the Dodgers all that often. I I, I will look up who tweeted this because I can't remember off the top of my head. It was such a genius tweet is I I do mourn the loss of every week or so Mike Trout hits three home runs, Shohei Otani does something that hasn't been done in 100 years, uh, Angels lose to the Tigers 11-4. to Like, I will miss the amazing combination (laughs) of things that those two did together while consistently losing. This is sad to me. Uh, From DJ Casanova, you still have Dave Roberts as a manager. That's the scary part. You don't have a championship manager like Bochy. When you when you have won a championship and people still say you don't three have a championship ago. manager, that but, just happened three but it's years like Barry ago. Switzer, right? Where you're just like they won despite. Is Dave Roberts Barry Switzer of baseball? They were nobody. They're like it's the roster, bro. It's not holy you. moly. <laughs> By the way, and wouldn't Bochy be like, hey, look, those guys hit the ball, not me? He would be like, they're they're the best, not me. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> look, I get that. And by the way. With Betts, Freeman, and Otani, the Dodgers also have three of the top five play- position players in war from last year. So, I mean, they probably yeah, think that's that good for? I, absolutely nothing now. But if I say it again during the season, maybe it'll mean a World Series. We're the dumbest. You're welcome. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll talk some about the Heisman Trophy, but also get back into Cowboys-Eagles with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, next right here on The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.